Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garman, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, this is episode 245 of the show. And of course, we are the official Video Games Podcast at WTMNet.com and in partnership with Last Word on Life, part of the Last Word on Sports uh, Network, uh, Last Word Radio, you can... Find us on all the uh, podcasts, listening things that are out there. Uh, I have not actually checked if we ever got put on <laughs> Amazon Music or not. I know I put I pushed a little button for Spreaker to to do it, but I don't remember because all the Spreaker stuff goes to an email that I don't really check that often. So eh, we play it by ear. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, you know it's. It's crazy to think that, uh, you know, I, I thought we were, we were going through just a normal day and then all of a sudden started seeing things on Twitter that, um, uh, everybody's getting PlayStation 5s today. Yep. Uh, or yesterday, technically, when you're Where, hearing this. Where's mine? <laughs> yeah, right. Gotta, gotta uh, call Sony. Like, I, I review games. Send me one guy, damn it. I don't want to pay for one. <laughs> it's funny to see, like, um, it's really, it's really funny to see the the people that apparently FedEx likes to deliver things at like seven in the morning, and all yeah. the people they were like, I was not awake for that. Right. And you just had a random PS5 sitting on a sitting on a doorstep. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> well, no, they couldn't leave it because it's signature required. So there's a lot of people. Oh that, yeah. There was a, a lot of folks that had no idea they were getting it, or they thought they were coming at eight or nine. And set their alarms for a little bit before then, and then shows up at 7 a.m. and they're having a fight to see if they can bring it later the day or the next day or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's an experience I'm dreading as well with um, when when mine comes of if I have to because we're technically supposed to go get two of the cats fixed that morning, and I'm sitting there. Hoping to God that my tracker is not off and I don't, somebody in my family will be at the house, but I'm still like oh, going, I, I, oh. I'm going to be sitting on my porch step, you know, waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, of course, hoping that we are one of the lucky ones that don't get the, oh yeah, that message that Amazon sent means that you'll get one, just not the launch one. So well, if, that, if that's the case, I'll drive down to my Amazon warehouse, which is only like two miles from the road, and <laughs> start knocking on the door. Like, where is it? <laughs> right. Like, hey, you told me. I, I, I pre-ordered this thing. It's not here. What the heck? Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, our, we're going to go into a, you know, since we're getting really close to, uh, we're getting really close to launch now. We have people get their PS5s today, of course. So all the cycle we went through with the Xbox uh, weeks ago, 
now basically it's free open for the Xbox. You can talk about basically anything other than obviously certain game embargoes that probably still exist. Um, now we're going to go through that whole cycle with the PlayStation 5. So we'll see, I guess, every week now what we get to find out about it. And up until that launch, see if uh, Mark and Jens get theirs. And then they'll be able to talk about it on here. I'll see if I get my... Well, Jens is also getting a Series X. So see if Jens and yeah. us and, and I get um, that. And definitely we'll get to talk about that when it when it comes. So we'll be doing our like launch... Uh, like I guess it's not like launch day, but like around launch uh, memories of getting consoles and what that was like uh, through our various uh, parts of life, I guess. So that'll be our like big topic at the end. So you guys can uh, look forward to that. And oh, anything uh, going on with you? Nope, I'm playing a few games. That's about it. How about you? <laughs> I haven't played anything early this week. Just uh, been working and. I'm working and just yeah, man. It's it's a uh, torturous. Uh, I, I've been playing Breakpoint, that Ghost Recon game, because it's a real good game to just kind of not care about. Yeah. Like because your AI can just decimate everyone, and I inadvertently beat it like two nights ago. <laughs> nice. Or at least I made I took out like the main the John Barenthal bad guy. I think they've added two more already since then, but I just stumbled upon this base and this big tank there, and I finally I took that thing down, which is hard. And then I was like, open the door. And I was just chasing it off against John Barenthal. And I'm like, all right, I guess this well, is it. <laughs> there you go. And that was not a fun fight, but I eventually took him out. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, and I also picked up a copy of uh, American McGee's Alice. Oh, I have that. Yeah. The uh, PC version or the console one? Oh, well, I have the one that's inside the second yeah, game. Yeah, the console yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was like a free. That was supposed to be like a collector's download, but then they just added it for free. Um, I picked up a PC copy for like two bucks, which I was shocked at because on eBay it's like fifteen. <laughs> this is just like a loose case, also. It's not like a, it was like a full box and everything. It'd be a lot more, but that game is hard to play nowadays on a modern window. Modern Windows. <laughs> <laughs> I like download some weird old weird patch to get it even running, and then when it did, I tried to adjust the the resolution and I'm, I like. It freaked out. It would not go above, you know, 640 by 480. And I'm like, this is not pleasant experience. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. Uh, but I still like that game. Like, it's it's interesting, and it has really good music. And, I mean, the art, it's old, but the art style kind of still works. Yeah, I do remember liking that game a lot. I think I actually played that game a lot more in the second one. Like, I got farther over it. The second one is, like, more... Uh, it, was, it was, like, weird, because he had, like, a dodge mechanic. So it felt like more of an action game. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first was basically a third-person shooter. <laughs> but, yeah, that's been, been about all I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, thanks to Game Pass, I've been playing uh, two games that hit on there uh, recently. Two games that are kind of similar and different in certain ways. Uh, one is uh, Ekenfell, which is uh, an RPG about... Your sister is a witch, and you're trying to find out how she's doing, and you wind up finding out that your character is also a witch, and it's uh, actually pretty funny. It has like an 8-bit-ish style, or eight, like a, I guess, 8 to 16-bit uh, art style, and the quite a, the gameplay catch is that it's turn-based. Uh, I guess it's, a, it's the same thing like um, South Park uh, Fractured Butthole. 
the it's an RP turn based, but it also has the where you have to move into the grid. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a strategy RPG, and uh, but you still have like the the hit points and everything, and I, I really like the way that it really makes you think uh, with the the certain attacks that you have to do and then everything else. So pretty cool on that end, and then. You have the Star Renegades, which is also a strategy uh, RPG in that it has the top-down view of, like, a Command and Conquer or that kind of thing on, and when you're in the overworld. And then it, like, goes into this, like, one-on-one, like, RPG-type battle, and you actually, like, have to pill, uh, pick attacks and uh, try to break the enemy and all that stuff. And it has a story as well. So, yeah, I kind of been going back and forth between those two. Uh, Star Running is, has more of a, uh, like, sort of realistic style, but not, you know, live action either. Um, so it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I think both of them are, are pretty, like, great games that, um, you should, if you have Game Pass, you should check them out. Unless you just don't like strategy at all. Um, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, if, if you like strategy games, I think you should, uh, both get them a shot. And uh, speaking of strategy games, and sp- speaking of surprises, uh, Nintendo revealed the uh, 30th anniversary of Fire Emblem that they're going, they were going to release the first time ever English uh, translation version of the original NES Fire Emblem. Excuse me, Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Now the DS did get a remake of this. Uh, if you, and you know, in case you don't know that uh but that was a remake they they didn't just port it over they made some changes that not everybody always uh cared for but this is the actual like original version just with english translation uh it costs six dollars so it's not you know overly priced um they do have a really cool looking collector's edition that sold out of course has an art book a replica nes game pack a Nintendo Power poster and a game box. Um, I'll be trying to get that one. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty cool. I uh, will say, like all that I stuff, think, like would be neat. I think Yen- Yenzo's pissed because uh, GameStop sold that instantly when it went up. <laughs> well, yeah. What does he expect? Yeah, people really want that, and it's this cheaper than an actual like buying a, a full game. So, I mean, yeah, that, one, that one's fifty. I mean, yeah, I mean, but most games are sixty. So, like, still you're. You're paying ten yeah, bucks less than ten bucks less for a you know thirty year old game. <laughs> yeah, well, for a game that actually costs six dollars, you're you're yeah. buying all this other stuff. Uh, I mean, so... yeah. What, what if they release Final Fantasy one like that? Be like, you know, I can buy the ROM for six bucks or the stupid box for fifty. <laughs> oh God, if they do that, that's ridiculous. Like, really? You know how many times we've gotten a version of Final Fantasy one? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean. I, I obviously the uh once again the controversy with Nintendo and the whole once again it's limitedly available until March thirty first, twenty twenty one. And Nintendo weird, just like it's like weird that that's like a week or two after that like Mario sixty four or Mario collection goes off sale. No, it's the same day. Okay, yeah. It's it, like but it, it's like funny because first. like is this really about is this really about, um, it, what's funny is I think they actually had Nintendo come out and make a statement and Nintendo makes it seem like this is when the anniversary ends or whatever, uh, you know, 30 years. And I'm just like, no, it isn't. You just don't want to say that it has to do with your fiscal year ending. 
Yeah. So like that's when the, that's when the quarter ends for financials. So yeah, of course you want to like uh make all this scarcity happen. Now, now, granted, again, it's not like it's a bad. Um, it's terrible for the consumers. It's terrible for people that say don't get a switch because they've been sold out all the time until you know now. say March 2021, which is the would be the four year anniversary. Actually, you can like maybe not all the time, but Best Buy has had switches for sale for like, the past few weeks, which is kind of like surprising. It, but it's the Animal Crossing switch also, which is yeah. more surprising. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that if you go to certain stores, there'll be one there. I mean, I'm just saying that... You can actually buy a Switch right now from Best Buy's website. Oh, really? Just okay. Straight, just, like, straight up, yeah. But that's more rare, because, yeah, like, the past few months, it's been a wasteland. Yeah, I mean, I think also the new consoles coming out may have Yeah, a... if I want to try to compete or try to, you know, say, like, we're still around. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more about, like, the new consoles might have fatigued people a little bit. Like, just... Okay, well, maybe, uh, I mean, the Switch still sold ridiculous numbers as I talked, we talked about last week. And I'm sure it will keep selling, especially for those that cannot get the, uh, new system that maybe don't have a Switch yet or something. And they want to have something for their kid to have, uh, for this Christmas. Uh, but yeah, I, I still think that, like, this limited availability thing is not great for consumers. Obviously, this is a, like, less of a big deal. Like, I mean, it's six bucks. Like, if you really want this game and you don't have the six bucks at some point to just yeah, drop it's, on it's not it, like, then... it's not like that Mario 3D All Stars thing where you know it's sixty either way. Like, yeah, I mean, this is something you can easily and and the thing is too, like you could just buy this now, and if you don't have the Switch, you can you can still buy it digitally on the store, and then you have it whenever you do get the Switch. So, um, but. Yeah, it's this, I don't know, this manufactured scarcity thing. It's like this, what they're going to do every time they do a anniversary. I'm sure the Zelda things will be the same way now. Well, it's kind of what they, what they do with like super limited games or, uh, limited run games. Like, yeah. same basic principle. But again, it doesn't really need to be scarcity necessarily. Like, they're not going to, they're not going to make a million copies of, you know, uh, mummy, uh, de- deconstructed or whatever the hell that game, or, uh, that mummy game. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that mummy uh, game was actually good. Yeah, Demastered, that was it. I mean, yeah, yeah. that was like basically a Metroid, like, mummy game. But, like, I know Limited or uh, Limited Runs has, like, released a copy of that. And it's like, they don't need to make a million copies. But if they made, I mean, if they took, like, all the pre-orders and just doubled it, that'd be, probably be fine. Or even, like, tripled it. But it'd be, like, may, I mean, maybe 50,000. You know, who knows? probably actually way less than that. But yeah, like, like I understand if they said, okay, the physical version will not be made anymore after March 31st. Yeah. Like, but it's like, why, why take it out the digital store? Like, it's just right. Like, well, I, mean, I don't know if you, like, Nintendo put up a product page for that thing, and it was like, file size was like 30 megabytes, and it's like, I guess they need to reclaim that space eventually, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, like, that's the thing, it's like, Disney doesn't even do that now anymore with the vault thing. Right. Like it used to be a thing they did, but as soon as di- digital came out, they stopped. They realized that it's like, well, we can't really do this anymore. So, yeah. like, I mean, you go to their movie club thing; it's there and it's always there, and whatever you can buy, what you want. Like, but I don't know. Just I get I mean, it. It works. It's it's not it's a bad same, strategy. But. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like Blu-ray releases, like. uh there's a company called Arrow Video, and they put out a film I wanted, or they put out like RoboCop last year, and it's like a, like a special edition, 
for like 25 bucks. Now it's like a hundred because out of print. And it's like, why, why is it out of print? Like, you know, I mean, it wasn't even, it's not even a year ago. That's the thing. It was like nine months ago they put it out. And it's like, yeah. What did he only have the license for nine months or what the hell is the deal? Like, (laughs) I think that like, obviously most, it's the same thing with the, that happened with Mario. Like a lot of these people bought that collector's edition just so they could scalp it and make money. Right, uh, you know, so Although it's. I mean, it's funny because I've seen that thing around. Like, it's not out of like it's not like rare. It's not out of print or anything. Yeah, I mean, I've, actually, I've actually seen it new for fifty five at some stores. Yeah, I mean because you have until March, so technically you don't have to rush out and buy it now. But I mean, they did get people to go buy it quickly. I don't know that it needed it to sell well. I think it would have sold well with regardless. But yeah. I I wonder how many people are going to forget that that's a limited thing, and they're going to find out that that existed, and then they go, oh, crap, I can't buy it anymore? Are you kidding me? Right. So I mean, I think like, there will be some people, yeah. but I mean, I think, like, you know, if, if you, I mean, who who's on, I don't see a ton of people, like, just buying a Switch now, or buying a Switch in, like, a year from now, going, like, hey, they released old Mario games for this thing, I gotta go buy them now. <laughs> I mean, there might be. Like, I mean, Mario is their big franchise. I mean, there's people that really want to have every Mario thing. and um, Right. I, you know, it's just, uh, it, with Mario, also, it's the whole of, they could just decide to release them separately later for more money, and that's why they're doing oh, yeah. this. That's, with the I Fire Emblem one, I'm kind of like, what are they going to do with that? I mean, are they going to release the other Fire Emblems that didn't show up on console, or... Well, you mean in this country? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the, the, the four, was it Fire Emblem 4 is the one that finally showed up on GBA? That... I don't know. You know, I mean, aside from, like, the, I think GameCube was kind of where Fire Emblem started over here, right? Yeah, Fi- GameCube was the first one to have, like, a console like, Fire Emblem. Like, yeah, wasn't talking, on... yeah, but I, I remember I sent, I found a copy of, like, some Fire Emblem for the Super Famicom. Uh, and like a used game store around here and I like bought it and set it to yens. <laughs> yeah. But it's like good, like, you know, it's cool that it, it's, it's a cool novelty, but you can't play it because it's in Jap- Japanese. So, you know, good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I but. think it's, um, what is it? So, and then the second one's been remade already, technically. So like, I think the only ones that, how was it? Okay. Yeah. So I think Path of Radiance was the first one that we got, which is the GameCube one. Yeah, there's a ton. So, I mean, I'm not gonna keep, yeah. try to like look up the Wikipedia or anything. It's just not that that relevant. But right. yeah, I mean that that they made a ton of those ones. So yeah, uh, I think it is the. Oh no, it did not come over here. I thought it did. I think it's after. But like, yeah, still, it's. I know there's one. There's one GameCube one that's like stupid expensive. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the one. That's freaking nuts. Um. Yeah, that, okay, so the first one was technically the second GBA one, which is technically the, like, seventh game in the series that finally showed up here. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they could release, like, two through six. This is like, this is like yeah. some Final Fantasy numbering bullshit, where, like, Final Fantasy three is Final Fantasy six or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. And, and they have some weird, they have some weird ass names, too. So, uh, people think yeah, yeah. that, you know, Kingdom Hearts um, has weird names. Look, Kingdom, one. Kingdom Hearts is the worst, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, no, it is. It is, but I'm just saying, like, uh, they, they have some... Uh, Thrasia 776, uh, th- whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, still not uh, the easiest thing to, to roll off the tongue, so... 
yeah, I mean, cool for Nintendo to kind of just drop a uh, something like that. I wonder if they'll um, uh, it, you'll get uh, some other crazy games that you never thought you'd see come here. Like uh, everybody's saying, "Oh, what if they release Mother Three like this or whatever?" Now, um, fuck so. that. I want I want Doki Doki Panic instead. All right, let's do that. The original Super Mario Brothers Two, like you know, yep. just release that. <laughs> I'm surprised that really hasn't been released at this point. Like, yeah, well, it's a it's a weird cash grab, kind of. But and I think I mean I think Doki Doki is like some weird franchise in Japan somehow. I'm not quite yeah. sure, but yeah, they don't like to acknowledge that game anymore, except for like uh, Birdo and like one or two other things. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo, you know, we usually speak a lot about how Nintendo does not like to cut prices unless they make a deal with a certain store, like they have with Walmart, where you can buy games as they release at fifty dollars. Uh, they have actually decided to cut the price of the Joy-Cons. It took them long enough. Uh, it's, it's officially going to happen on November 9th. Joy-Con controllers are now be $39.99 instead of $50, so $40 instead of $50. And a pair will still be $80? I don't know how that works. Uh, I mean, you'd figure you'd still well, lower the pair a little bit. But. I, no, I think the uh, it used to be like... 90. The, yeah, no, I think the pair used to be 80, but each Joy-Con used to be like 50, didn't it? Right, yeah, each Joy-Con used to be 50. So now you actually yeah. can buy them for the same price as it would be to get them two separately. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's cool. I feel like they should have done that a while ago, but I guess when people are still buying Switches, you don't need to do that. Awesome. I mean, I don't know if it's permanent, but like, it seems like the Pro Controller is basically just not $55. That's all I've yeah, seen. it's like, it feels like it's constantly on sale. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think there's like some weird. I think there's like some game bundle. It's either at Target or Walmart. That's like the Pro Controller and Mario Kart Deluxe Eight for like a hundred. That's which, not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good for a for a great Mario Kart game. So and there's, there's like some other weird bundle where it's like Mario. I think it's like Mario Kart Eight and maybe like New Super Mario Brothers for like seventy, or it's like some weird bundle. That's also uh, not, that's also pretty good. Maybe that's why those games keep selling. They keep selling all these bundles. Yeah. Oh no. It's yeah. It's new. It's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe and uh, Super Mario Party for a uh, hundred. Uh, Mario Party, the game that should I mean, have got more content but did not from Nintendo. Weird decision. Yeah. On their part. Well, I should note that um, should have said this when they were. We were talking about the PlayStation 5 stuff, but, uh, UK is, in the UK, there's, uh, unofficial PlayStation 5 shells that are coming, I guess, that you can use to cover your, uh, PlayStation 5, so it doesn't, it's not just white, even though they are making, like, a black one that they'll sell eventually. Um, uh, there, it comes in jungle camo, indigo blue, matte black, and cherry red, if you don't want and chromatic yeah, well, not, as well. It's not Sony making it. It's, this is like some other. It's like some third party website. Well, yeah, it's a third party. Um, Sorry. Yeah, and it's, it's like forty bucks per per thing. Uh, looks okay. Like I, the red one looks kind of cool actually. But I'd be concerned about like how thick it's going to be or how well it's going to fit. I mean, they don't have obviously they don't have a PS5s in stock to you know compare. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I would definitely wait until. The PS5s come out and they can actually form fit them. 
That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Like they're kind of just guessing or, you know, this, this is all pre-production too. I mean, right. obviously once a console comes in stock, I'll buy, buy one or two and go, okay, you need to put these clips at eight, you know, eight inches apart or whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever get one, I'd, I'd probably just want to get like a clear one. That'd be cool. Yeah, that chrome one looks cool. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I miss when you could like that. consoles used to be cool. <laughs> like you could customize them, or you know, they had different colors and shit. Like, well, now they come out with all those like special edition ones and everything. Yeah, but that... not even like that often. Like the PS4 had like two or three special editions, and that was probably about it. Like the Destiny like white one, they did like a state of play one with like a sticker on it or something, and they did like one other one that was like the super 20, rare. The anniversary of the PlayStation, yeah. they look like the original PlayStation one. Yeah, right. But like that, like sorry, and the gold the one that just came out. It's a train goes through my room. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but like they used to just have different like colors. You know, like right. think about like all the N sixty four colors back in the day. Or, you know, all the yeah, games but that's know. also when, like, the systems were much cheaper to make. I mean, you're coming out with these colors, people don't want them, and then you're having to, like, what do you do with them? But, it, well, you it's know? also, like, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, they could, they could you know, uh, quality, or not quality control, but, uh, you know, te- uh, test out which color people might like, or focus group, that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's the thing, is, like, a lot of people, I, I think it's also, like, since... Well, I mean, what the PlayStation Two didn't really have? Did it really have a lot of? Uh, they had not in this country. In Europe, yeah. they did. They had at least five different colors because they did like some weird racing, uh, like racing series. So they had uh, silver, yellow, red, white, and black, and blue. Not in this country, though, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I feel like ever since we've started having where the these consoles also kind of double as like app machines and entertainment things. Like you want these things that also don't look like a sore thumb in your entertainment center, which I mean, both of these consoles now are extremely difficult to put into your entertainment centers now because they're so big and they both have to be vertical to look okay. Cause they both look really weird on their sides. So yeah, yeah I don't know how that's going to work for people's, um, I feel like now you're just going to have the system next to your TV instead of underneath your TV. So we'll see how that goes Yeah, uh, for people. I mean, I'm, I have, like, I don't have an entertainment center, like, a traditional one. I just have my TV on, on top of something and have my console surrounding it. So I'm just going to have to, like, move my PS4 over and the PS5 there, hopefully. <laughs> I do actually have an entertainment center where it actually has three slots. One yeah. for each console, and they all fit there. Um, I, that's not going to happen for the the Switch. Will still have its slot, but the other two will have to be, I guess, both next to the TV because they. I'm not going to sit them uh, to their sides because I don't know. It's just going to look too weird to me. I, I might end up doing it because I'd be too scared about like somebody knocking them over, right, or whatever. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, uh, how that goes. Uh, even though, like, I think they've already released that the the PS5 box weighs like 15 pounds. Well, the so, console is like 14.2, I think, or like yeah, something like that. So freaking crazy. Uh, that is a big boy. It is uh, not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get to the. I thought we were gonna have nothing to talk about this week, and then Alex Hutchinson from. Now, okay, I want to make this correction because there's a lot of people that were looking at this and I uh, have to say 
as much as I maligned Jason Schreier when, you know, he was having his little moment uh, against uh, streamers, he did, uh, you know, make people have to rethink what they were thinking. Alex Hutchinson is not a creative director of Stadia. He is the creative lead behind a small studio of one of the studios that's making games for Stadia. But he's also been the creative lead behind, like, Far Cry 4, Assassin's Creed 3, and other games. And... Well, he, he, yeah. I was going to say, uh, he, he, like, he founded Typhoon, he was one of the founders of Typhoon Studios. Yeah. And they made that Journey to the Savage Planet game. And then Google yeah. acquired, you know, bought them, so. Oh, okay. That's, that's what happened. All right. Well, yeah, definitely, uh, everything was right in the world until all of a sudden he makes these really stupid comments, uh, towards streamers. Saying, quote, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used music they didn't pay for should be more worried about the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. He wrote, it's all gone except, as soon as the publishers decide to enforce it. Except, I mean, there's a lot of dumb comments and or dumb things that article or that is tweet, two tweets, but it's like they they pay for their games. Like, well, or, or, or they get sent to games from the company itself, like it's free advertising. Well, okay, so... One, I should note that Mark is completely right. There are a lot of streamers that pay for the games because they're not big enough to get the games uh, as review codes or as, you know, codes to show off the game uh, to get people to want to buy it. Um, that's what he's sort of alluding to in his second tweet where he says the real truth is that streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream they should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. The thing is, they do do that when most yeah. of them buy the game to then stream. And yes, they get a lot of ad re- they, that ad revenue and the game companies don't get that and everything else. Or and, there's an implicit yeah. business react- really out reality where, let's say, Activision, you know, they'll send a code out for like Call of Duty and say, hey, here's Call of Duty, like the next one, Black Ops four or five or whatever the hell it is stream it for 10 hours like and we're paying you to do that yeah and then they'll get ad revenue from both activision and like the ad revenue itself from twitch or whatever also like they pay i mean yeah like most of them pay for their games (laughs) like yeah there's only like a, a ton of streamers who get a ton of stuff for free i mean well that's the thing too is like right um a lot of times Streamers have their certain games that they stream, right? They're known for those types of games. So yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. may get codes for those types of games, but if they want to buy, let's say they don't play call, they don't stream Call of Duty all the time, but they want to, they want to buy it to play, they want to have it to play with their friend. They have to buy that because they're probably not going to get the code for it because they're not going to spend the time that it would take for them to stream for it to really make sense for the, company to send a code it's the same thing the same process they go through when they decide to send us a code which is a we're a very small site compared to you know ign and whatever who do get everything because how huge they are but like you know we get we don't get everything because of that because we're much smaller they have to weigh the well we're sending this yeah with us it's more of an implicit implicit you know, here's the code. You have to review it. Like, right? You know, I'm sure I'm sure Giant Bomb or IGN get codes every day for a ton of shit, but they don't. Like, especially Giant Bomb, they don't review everything. They don't even look. Oh at no! The that, they get, yeah, probably. IGN probably gets codes thrown in 
Dan Stapleton or whoever's uh, uh, all the other personalities email uh, inboxes that they probably never even look at because they don't have time. I mean, that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, and I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but like people think that all this stuff is, you know, I think a lot of people give streamers a lot of shit, but I mean, streamers, do. you do, and that's fine, but I'm just saying like, Streamers have to work really hard at what they do as somebody that's been sort of watching. I haven't really watched a lot of his videos because he plays games that I do not care about at all, but he's still my brother and I want to support him as somebody that's seen him. I've seen, uh, you know, Saki, uh, Stephanie get yeah. bigger and bigger in her thing of just deciding that I'm going to be, uh, stream Mortal Kombat and, and fight for women in gaming and everything else. I like seeing her get bigger and bigger and like how much you really have to work at that and how much like hours you're spending streaming and that's that's work like that's not just not everybody can do that and also it's yeah go ahead sorry i was gonna say another dumb another dumb point of his uh tweets is about like paying licenses it's like what about free-to-play games like apex legends you know like there's no Fortnite. yeah i mean they make so much money off of uh, people watching a stream and then all these people decide that they get, they want to go play Fortnite now. Or, you right. know, how many of those kids, uh, Roblox is about to open up an IPO for God's sakes. And how many people just watch, they watch kids watch streams of, of, of people playing and then they went and, and played themselves. So it's like, it's incredible to me. This guy that thinks that like there is a lot of games among us would be nothing without streaming. There's so many games that would be nothing without streaming. Yeah, or like Fall Guys or Rocket League. I mean, Rocket League could really... PUBG owes, it, owes a little bit of itself to streaming. You know, like, the whole Battle Royale genre, period. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it became popular because of streaming, and there's so many other uh, games that, that, that came from that because of streaming. A lot of multiplayer games, period, nowadays, uh, because of streaming. You know, so I'm second thought this guy's right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's like you cannot compare this to music or movies because movies, yes, it's a you're watching it, right? If somebody else streams this and you watch the movie, the chance is you're not going to want to watch it again. Also, movies but, aren't interactive and they're usually about two hours. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and then um, same thing, a song, right? Like, you can just go on YouTube, listen to the song all you want to. Um, and you're not paying anyone or whatever. You're not paying to use it on YouTube. You have to deal with the ads, but it's like, it's not like a game. Like most people, there are some people, and I'm talking about a very small number, very small, that will just decide to watch Last of Us 2 being played by someone and not go play it themselves. I, yeah, I, you know, know, like, I know people like that. Like when GTA 5 was coming out, like way back in the day, like, I had someone like going like, oh, I'm not going to buy it. I'll just watch it on YouTube. And it's like, that's not quite the same thing. <laughs> like, I know, but it's been, it's been proven time and time again. All these people that said, oh, streaming is going to kill single player games. Really? No, it's They're the ones that sell the most. No, it's, yeah, it's essentially free advertising or, you know, yeah. implicitly paid or sometimes paid advertising, but still like that Amazon MMO they're putting out, I think like the new day or the new world or some stupid name like that. Like, yeah, they paid people to play it to generate conceivably good buzz i mean yeah right that's it gets dirty when they when they mandate that but i mean if they haven't 
if it's a genuine reaction, it's good. But if it's like, oh, remember, uh, oh, evolved or yeah. evolved, evolved, that, yeah. hor- that horrible like one on four like hunter game. It's like there were a lot of streamers for that thing when it, like when it first came out. And you gotta wonder, like, how much were they getting paid for to, you know, be positive about it? Cause, like, yeah, Friday the 13th went through the same thing. There's a lot yeah, of people that really first, enjoyed that game. Like, after the first two or three weeks when the player base just drops off completely, it's like, well, on to the next game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Dead by Daylight is kind of the only one that's been able to keep that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I just think that there's people like this. I don't know what his headspace was when he said this, like, was he having a freaking drunk episode? Like, I don't know anybody well, that just... I think, like, uh, Google quickly backed away from his comment. Yeah, they said, uh, or his comments don't have anything that have have no relation to uh, anything about Google, YouTube, or, or anything, Stadia, or whatever. You know, basically just saying, okay, this guy's out there on an island, uh, yeah. you know. Right, which uh, means he'll be, he'll be quietly cut away in two to, two to four months. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I will not be surprised if we silently, you know, very silently in some report that like hardly anyone talks about, he got fired or, or he got, uh, given severance, a nice severance package to like go away. But it's, it's just, um, it's so silly that anybody ever thought that that was a good idea to promote. And yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, go ahead. It's especially funny since like Amazon, their whole big pitch now is, you know, we're gonna make games, and it's gonna have integrated Twitch, you know, Twitch integration. And oh yeah, and then the whole Luna okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so exactly the whole part of Stadia at one point was, oh, you're gonna go to watch your favorite streamer, and then immediately go to that part of the game and play yeah. with them and figure it out with them or whatever. And it's like, okay, uh, you know, like, come on, just. Well, it it was funny. I mean, this is very like tangentially related, but I think Alex Navarro from Giant Bomb, his tweet was like, speaking of things people don't want to pay for, how's Stadia going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I mean... Hutch- Hutchinson responded, he was like, oh, it's going better than Giant Bomb, and it's like, no, like... Really? No, yeah. idiot. Like, and then I was... I saw some other person tweet, it was like, well, at least Giant Bomb works on Chromecast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It got in like schoolyard fights, but it's like it's you know it's funny, but it's like this guy was like totally wrong. So yeah, he was like, and I don't, I couldn't believe there was actually like developers like going in and and trying to like defend him even. Yeah. Like I get it, right? Like okay, if you want to go from the perspective of well, that money doesn't really go to the developers themselves. Uh, you know, all I mean, that money is like- just going to the streamer and to the publisher and all that. It's like. That is like the same weird argument they tried to make for like selling rental or like the rental store back in like the eighties or like selling used DVDs, or like used VHS tapes. I think they're like, Oh, it's, you know, it's the, uh, second, Oh, the second purchase doctrine. I think that's what it's called. Well, it's something like, it's oh. used games, right? Like if you buy a used game for GameStop, yeah, Ubisoft or Nintendo, whatever, don't make money off of that. Right. So like I kind of get that point, but also. I mean, I don't know. I just feel I mean, like most, most games on Twitch that people stream, they're not streaming in a bubble. Like they're all, they're streaming them. It's not video shown on the screen. Like them talking about it at least. Like like over the game. Yeah, exactly. So you, you most of the time you cannot get away with streaming a game without 
talking over it, or you either have to have it like be silent, right? Or you have to talk over it, or they'll you usually get a DMCA because uh, they don't want you just showing the game off uh, at like basically just playing it for someone, you know? Right. So there's like, no fair use there. But. I mean, like, uh, oh, I think Mary Kish works at Twitch now, and she regularly would stream and just dance, and like half the stream would be muted because of like the music music rights. Oh yeah. And I mean, they also just had the thing where all these Twitch streamers had to lose years and years and years of content because all of a sudden, uh, the music companies have decided to come down really hard on Twitch for allowing music to be played in the background. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know. You don't need to be, gaming doesn't need to become the music company, uh, the music companies now. Like, that's not what, if you turn off streamers and turn off, uh, you know, influencers, you're really not going to, you're, you're going to lose a lot of the popularity that you have gained. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just not going to go well. Yep. So, just I mean, that, that's why games like video games has had to basically decide, like, you know, Atlas had to kind of eat their own words with that, their well, stupid yeah, policies not- that they had for a while. I was going to say Persona 5, like that, that's what kind of killed streaming for that game. I mean, it did obviously did well, but, you know, to hear people, if people could actually talk about the ending, I mean, that would have been nice. <laughs> or if it didn't yeah. have it, some really screwy, like, restrictions in it. But it was funny how, like, they had to keep backtracking. They yeah. had to go, oh, you can't go past this. What? Oh, we can't? Okay, we're going to keep streaming. Oh, wait, well, okay, well, you can go up to this point. Oh, we can't? Okay, so it's like, it became to the point where it's like, I get it, you don't want stuff spoiled for people, especially if you're, you know, importing and all that. But, like, but Here's yeah, the thing is, like, that game was already out in Japan for months. Like, you can go on any YouTube or any Wikipedia or message board or Reddit that has the game and find a ton of comments about the ending or, what you know, what happened. So it's like, that's... Yeah. Who cares, really? <laughs> I just feel like I hate this idea of... Oh, well, well, they're just getting free stuff and then they're just promoting themselves and it's just about themselves. Like, this was another comment that he made later of, well, all it does is really make the streamer big. It doesn't really help the game. It doesn't help uh, developers. It doesn't help. It's like, what? What are you talking about? How many of these games are become huge because some, so, you know, some big personality streamed it? I mean, or well, like you get celebrities like, uh, like, uh, uh, the AOC streamed Among Us and she had, or, yeah, she streamed Among Us and she had like 400,000 viewers yeah. at one point at the peak and, or like, and it had, well, a peak, I think it was like a, a million. And then she had like 400,000 for like most of the stream. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, how many more people got turned on to what that game is because of right. one person? It's so, like, it's way more than what, you know, you'll get for, I mean, all the hard work that, you know, somebody like one of us puts in to do a review, uh, than to watch this one person stream this game for a while. It's like, so, uh, this, this whole, it's absolute nonsense. Uh, nonsense, this guy. Uh, yeah. sorry, we probably ranted a lot longer than we should have on that, but it's just like, it's absolutely silly that that, that conversation even had to happen. Uh, but yeah, so 
Speaking of uh, more just kind of things that, that happened, uh, Tom Holland has decided to release a, a picture of him as Nathan Drake. And, yeah, I mean, he look, it looks cool. Like, hey, they're filming oh, yeah. it, right? So it looks like it's going to happen. It is like, I mean, to me, it looks like Spider-Man doing cosplay for some reason. <laughs> well, you're so used to it. Right? You're so used yeah, to him being I mean, Spider-Man. That, 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 that'll be an issue, at least for him for a while, because he still looks like, not like a kid, because I think he's like 24, 25. But yeah. he still looks like a high school student, or he still looks like, you know, Peter Parker. Like, I'm sure when he's 35, he won't have that issue anymore. But, it, you know, I would say he just looks like too young for the role, but of the available actors, I mean, he's probably good for it. <laughs> You're not going to get, uh, you know, Nathan Filling to do it, because he's a tad too old at this point. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Uh, it, it is Even cool, I, like, Nolan North got to go to the set and talk to him and everything, so. I really hope, they, they need to throw him into that movie as, like, just a cameo, or as, like, you know, just, like, that, that'd be funny to me. I feel like they will. I feel like it'll be there. Or he should be, like, Nathan Drake's dad. I don't think it'll go that far. I think they'll just throw him in as a cameo just for the, like, the nod. You know, almost kind of like a Stan yeah. Lee moment. Or, no, it'll be, like, Nathan Drake going to, like, uh, a fancy party or something, and Nolan wants to be, like, the waiter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be cool if we do get to see him, hopefully. So, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see how that goes when that movie eventually arrives. Once, you know, if, the, if we get back to some kind of normalcy where you can have big movie sets again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I moving... Uh, Along to, I guess, the something that Ubisoft has decided to discuss with all or release with all the controversies surrounding. Well, how are we going to do cross-gen progression? How are we going to uh, move, you know, saves and everything? Ubisoft decided, as they seem to always do, let's have our a thing for our games, <laughs> um, sort of kind of like you play, but. It's going to be called Ubisoft Connect. Uh, so the first game it's really going to launch with is Watch Dogs Legion, which comes out at the end of the, like in a few days. Um, basically, any new games that comes out after that, so, you know, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, those kind of games is going to support cross-progression. So you can save the game on one platform, and then it just resumes right there on another. That's pretty awesome. So, you know. People that were worried about how that PS4 to PS5, you bought it on the PS4. Hey, if you eventually buy the PS5 version, you upgrade and you can just resume it from there. So yeah, I mean they did this. I mean, Uplay's been around for a while, uh, right. and like I think like two like a year or two ago, they like really trimmed it, like because they were like, oh, we're gonna reduce everyone's points uh, for like some reason. I don't know why. And then they were like, oh, we're also going to. Uh, have like better rewards that didn't happen <laughs> yeah that did not i mean it's a neat idea but like all of their rewards or most of them are just you know terrible like like it's cool when you get like oh here's an alternate costume for your guy like you know running around as yeah. seo and like assassin's creed 4 it's like all right that's cool but a lot of the time it's like uh here's a digital uh oh like a digital soundtrack sampler and it's like what like <laughs> Or like, here's a background for you know Assassin's Creed Three. It's like I'm on a PS4. I, what what the hell are you doing? Like, who cares? <laughs> so if, if the rewards were meaningful, that'd be nice. Or if it was like little in-game, like basically cheats. Like 
I mean, they've done that before. It's like, oh, here's like thousand more point or thousand extra dollars when you start off or whatever. But it's like, no, if you if you had the available points, you should go like, I want to buy ten thousand in in money, and you should be like, all right, fine. Yeah, it is definitely uh, weird uh, on that end. It's, it's like it's. I just got to the point where it's like I don't really care. I think there wasn't there a thing where they had like one of the Far Cries for like free or or like a really low price if you had enough points or something and it was like okay uh thanks yeah <laughs> but maybe, probably you waited so long I don't care now yeah um yeah I, I mean this is cool like it's good that Ubisoft is like promoting that with their games going forward um I don't need to I don't know why you need to make this big have a blue about it. Like just say that your games are gonna have cross progression. You don't, but they like to bundle everything, yeah, together like that. So it doesn't surprise I, me either. Yeah, I imagine this will last like two or three years, and then it'll quickly go away <laughs> or just fade away. Like well, I mean, at some so. point that you're gonna stop, uh, you know, supporting the old consoles. So especially if they sell very well out of the gate. So yeah, and uh, I guess the the last thing before we get into like a xbox Center part here is uh, Crow Team was acquired by Developer Digital. Um, so they're a Croatian developer that's, you know, they're behind Serious Sam. Uh, and then also the Talos Principle is like they're, they're sort of two big games of recent uh, clout. And hey, Developer Digital usually does pretty well with, you know, publishing games. So I'm down for that. Crow Team's fine. Like I don't love, I don't, I don't like Serious Sam at all. But I did like the Talos Principle quite a bit, and very scrappy enough team. Like I like their. Uh, I think they they had some documentary with I think Daniel Dwyer. I want to say mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Uh, and yeah, I I want more. I want like more Talos Principle too. Like that's supposed to be coming down the, down the pipeline. But yeah, let's let's hope so. Anyway, I. I'm one that does like Serious Sam. I haven't played the newest one because it was stuck on Sadia, for, or still stuck on Sadia. And so I'll I'll see if it like comes to Game Pass or something like that. I'll probably check it out. I like those games. They're just mindless fun. Uh, yeah, so been a kind of weird thing for uh, Microsoft this week with uh, Halo 5 getting a... You get a free copy of Halo 5 if you... Uh, create an account for on uh, Monster Energy's uh, website. Yeah, I did uh, that. I already have they Halo Five, so don't need that. But sure, I have a well, I have a disc copy of Halo Five, but I was like, well, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I'm glad that they're doing the promotion with Monster Energy and leading up to whenever Halo Infinite launches. So that's cool. Um, apparently, now you can. Thanks for an update. You can remote play Xbox One titles um, to your iPhones and iPads. Uh, yeah. They had already done remote play where you can do your console to PC. So that's cool that um, it would apparently also work for Series X and S games. Uh, it doesn't work for like backwards uh, compatible stuff. But if this is what eventually is going to lead us to getting the full Game Pass on iPhone and iPad, I'm I'm down with that. Right. And speaking of that, uh, Phil Spencer was talking to, oh, I can't remember the website now, but um, Tom Warren from The Verge kind of reported on this as well, that uh, at one point, Phil Spencer had hinted at 
you know, they, he wanted to make like a Microsoft stick, but this was back when they were really promoting the entertainment stuff. Uh, so it kind of had gone into the background. And then now with S Cloud, he was kind of asked about it again. He said, I think you're going to see lower price hardware as part of our ecosystem. When you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want to just go plug into their TV and go play via xCloud, you could imagine us even having something that we just included in the Game Pass subscription that gave you an ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buying the controller, similar to what you do with the phone already, where you can just buy the Bluetooth controller and then use your phone to stream it. So it'd be much more like Stadia, where you could stick the, you know like a fire stick thing into your con into your TV buy the controller, which is $60, $70, something around that $50 maybe. I think the Bluetooth went 70. Um, and then you just, those are one-time purchases and then you just pay your $15 a month and there you go. You have access to that on your, uh, on your yeah, TV. But the problem is no one cares about like the stick TV nonsense. <laughs> well, that's not true. There's a lot of people that maybe they don't want to pay Five two three hundred four hundred five hundred dollars for a console. Well, need to yeah. remind you of two things: how well Stadia is doing currently, and then how well the uh, Steam streaming box thing did. Steam Link. Well, but apparently, like anybody that has streamed XCloud, it works really well and way better than Stadia. And also, I, mean, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's a matter of streaming quality necessarily. I didn't. Think a ton of people are interested in this as like this grand ideal. <laughs> like that's well, I my think it, it does have to do with that. I think I mean obviously we still people are still wanting consoles, but I think as an alternative, as a way to tell people, okay, I have really good internet, but I don't have the money to just put down on a having a gaming PC or having a console. Like I don't think it's bad to have like an entry point that's a lot cheaper. You know, maybe not a lot of people buy it. Well, isn't there entry the, point the the series S? Right, but I mean, if you're just okay, um, you know, especially with data caps now, right? Like, if you're not it, to save money from constantly having to download or whatever, you can you know stream for a while. Yeah, and, and it, yeah. streaming is like more data yeah. intensive than just downloading the thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like. It's a good intention, at least. Will it actually work? You know, it's the same thing as Game Pass. Game Pass in itself, like, there's still a lot that we have to see what happens with this generation. Is this going to be the generation that accepts Game Pass and says, "Oh, this is a better idea than paying seventy dollars for your game"? Am I okay with having games like this? Am I okay with games that just disappear right off the service uh, that aren't first party, like? I think this is the going to be the make or break for Microsoft as a whole, I think, too, because they are really putting all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my, obviously the I, studios, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I just don't think, like, I don't even think now we're at that level, like, about, like, this whole streaming thing, you know, their whole streaming feature. I mean, yeah, it's, it'd be nice, but I don't think we're there. And, I mean, well, no, me, I mean you might be, but, I mean, like, I would still say a majority of the country still doesn't have good internet. Well, but the thing with Game Pass, you still download the games, right? right. It's not just total streaming. So, like, that's the thing is, xCloud to me, this is why they packed it in also, is because it's a nice, like, extra, right? right? If you can, if you have really good internet, or you have a, you know, 
uh, you you have a Wi-Fi hotspot thing or or whatever, and you want to go to the park and play something on your phone for a little while, or I don't know what other thing you want to uh, idea you want to come up with. Like it's not a bad thing to be able to have, but I don't know yeah. that it's going to be somebody's sole way of playing a game. But it is perhaps there are people that are people mobile gamers, right? That may never really give a crap to sit underneath their TV and play something, but they'll do it if they can just only have a controller and and play on their phone. You know? Like, I don't know how, uh, you know, say, Anaya is going to feel about that as years go by. Right? If, like, she's so used to playing with things on her tablet or on her phone. I mean, she does play things on the computer, but I'm saying, like, as things get cheaper and cheaper uh, to just do things without having boxes tied to them. Maybe it right. does. I mean, it's like me and Yen being old men because we buy DVDs or, you know, buy right. Blu-rays. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I think it's fine or, you know. Well, at least you guys have accepted the digital, like, of buying it, right? Like, you guys aren't going, I mean, you do it sometimes because it's cheaper, right, to go to the Walmart and buy the yeah the uh, the I mean, Switch game. Or... I have, like, I have, like, I don't know, 25, maybe 30 at the most. Like physical PS4 games, I have like 300 physical digital ones. <laughs> right, yeah. Like you have at least accepted that. Okay, uh, we're gonna buy, or you're gonna buy the the games digitally if they're available, unless there's like some crazy sale for it physically or whatever. Yeah, you know. And I think that's one step. I think a lot of people have at least gotten to that point. We'll see how that gets with um with, with uh, streaming and and then just Game Pass in general. Uh, with this generation. And a weird thing that <laughs> continues to like play control itself. I mean, uh, for a long time, they said that the ultimate edition, they couldn't just upgrade it. Um, you know, uh, with Xbox, like a lot of the other things, like with smart delivery or whatever. And now they've yeah. kind of sort of explained part of it that the control ultimate edition is so big with the expansions. It's over 50 gigabytes. So they couldn't fit it all in one Xbox disc. So, Using this intelligent delivery thing, uh, that you actually have some content on the disc and the rest of it you have to download. Yeah. Uh, to get the whole, I guess, ultimate edition. And you actually well, have like, to it, possibly even stream part of the campaign. Well, it's like, you know, if you download it, then it's just downloaded. But right. it's like, it starts you out pretty, uh, like you can't play that far into it until you start, like, down the rest of the game, essentially. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting. I mean, the PS4, the PS4 copy is fine because they're like, oh, you have better compression, like algorithms or whatever. And it's like, all right, cool, but that's still kind of weird in the P on the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's only affects the if you bought it physically, yeah, right? So, but still, kind of a funny thing uh, that like seems like Control always has this thing: can't do this, can't do that. Something else happening uh, there when it comes to Xbox for them. But, right. um, I mean, the big rumor back then was they were going to make a, uh, they were going to buy whatever, uh, quantum, or not quantum break, uh, Alan Wade. company. Yeah, I forget the developer Remedy. name, but Remedy, yeah. And then that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't. I mean, they used to, like, I mean, they were, yeah. they were in partnership, mm-hmm. but, like, I think after quantum break kind of bombed, they were like, all right, we're just going to make games by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then there were rumors for a while that, like, Microsoft had tried to, or rumors that people had started 
putting out there that weren't true of like, oh, Microsoft gonna be buying Bungie again. Yeah. So did you see the? I forgot to mention this last week. There was a a small rumor that because apparently Microsoft still has things to announce, like closer to when the console launches. Some people are thinking it's another company they might have purchased. And I saw a rumor of somebody saying Valve and Microsoft made a deal where you can play your Steam games on Series X and S. I doubt it severely. (laughs) I mean, like, unless Valve is getting a huge cut of that, or it's like a GameStop thing where they're getting a chunk of the sales of every Xbox or... Or, yeah. like, every time you play a Steam game off of there or something. I don't even know how they would do that. Like, I don't know. That just seems like... I mean, what, it'd be, like, basically big picture mode, right? But on the console? Yeah, but I think it'd be too... Like, you know, only a very certain number select number of games would, like, support that feature. Yeah, I don't think your whole Steam library would all of a sudden no. just come over, right? They'd have to have a console version very much like, you know... How only certain, you know, like the same thing with PC on game for Game Pass. If there's not a PC version of that game, it doesn't show up on Game Pass. Or like the uh, Steam. Remember, remember, uh, remember Steam OS or like Steam Linux. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, it's going to change gaming forever. You know, every every Steam game will be compatible. It's like six months later, and no. <laughs> yeah, that thing did not do what they thought it was going to. Same thing with uh, the Steam boxes, like the Steam, you know, their own computers. It's like okay, yeah. like. No one cared. <laughs> well, let's get into um, our major topic as we begin the discussing things uh, surrounding launch. What are your... Don't have to talk about like every console you ever got. or I'm sure there are... I mean, for me, like the PS3 and the PS4, I did not get anywhere near around launch, so I don't know what that was like. But, I, haven't gotten, yeah. I haven't gotten most consoles around launch, honestly. I've only gotten like two or three, I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just don't, like, I, a lot of times I was a kid, like, I don't remember if it was actually around launch or not. I would, I mean, it doesn't have to be around launch. I guess the moment that you first got that console, I guess. Um, and for me, I think the, like, the Super Nintendo, when I, I remember my dad, he had this, um, he had this, like, three story apartment. Uh, that, I mean, my dad and mom have been divorced since I was three, so I don't really even remember them ever being together except in pictures. So, like, my dad had this three bedroom, three story apartment, and I remember walking in, and he goes, Look, I got you this system. And I walk in, and it's Super Nintendo's there with Super Mario World already in it, and he has it turned on for me. And I was like, wow, I can't believe it's Super Nintendo. And I just, I remember being like glued playing Super Mario World for a long time. My sister played with me and everything. And yeah, I know that was the, the one game I had for that system for a while until my dad just started kind of buying me games here and there. But like, that was like a cool moment for me, but I'm pretty sure I didn't have it around when it actually launched. It was probably years later. Yeah. My, I think my first console was a Game Boy. And my mom just yeah. kind of bought it for me, like, randomly when I was a kid. Yeah. But then she was very against me having, like, a, ho- a home console, like an NES or a like SNES. You know, like, they destroyed... She somehow there's like, weird, like, belief that, like, they destroyed the TV or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then when I went with, out with my dad, then he got me, like, a SNES, like, 
few weeks later, or like a mo- you know month or two after I moved in. <laughs> uh, the dad's spoiling you. That's always the system. The most the most memories I have about a launch system was is the Dreamcast, at least for me. Yeah. And the reason I remember it is I bought it on launch day with a friend. Uh, he's like a few, I think he's like three or four years younger than I am, and his mom. I'm friends with his mom also, so we all went to like Toys R Us, and I bought a Dreamcast. Yeah, he bought a Dreamcast, and he got Sonic Adventure, and I got Hydro Thunder, I think, and I think yeah. I also got Sonic Adventure. And uh, we had to go back to the fucking Toys R Us like three or four times to get Sonic Adventure games that worked because oh. our our copies just did not boot, or <laughs> you know. And my Hydro Thunder copy had a real neat bug where you couldn't save the game, or else the game would crash. What the I heck? Could, I think you could save the game, but then you couldn't load it. it just, then it would just like freeze up instantly. So like wow. that game, and I didn't have it, but I know like Ready to Rumble, the first one had like a weird launch bug where like the audio would just like start skipping or like just basically like, start crashing like halfway through the game. Yeah. But like <laughs> as far as like launch lineups go, like the Dreamcast was good, or, like probably the best. Dreamcast probably know. has the best overall launch lineup, and we'll we'll uh, talk about that in another show. But yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah, like the, I remember the Dreamcast quite, quite, quite vividly because had I keep going back to the Toys R Us, I, you know, and it was like the clerk would be like, "What's wrong with this? It just didn't, it doesn't work," you know, like either we have defective consoles or the game is defective, one of the two, and it, it turned out it was the games. <laughs> uh, and the only the other big one I remember is getting my PS2 later on. I didn't get it. I got that like after launch, at like at least two or three years after, because the first game I got with it was GTA Vice City. Yeah. And I didn't get a memory card. So, for like, oh, a, week man. After, for like a week or two after the system, like, I got the system. So I, I could be real good at busting out to those first, like, intro missions, you know, three or four times. Yeah. That happened to me, I think, with the PS1 until I convinced my grandpa to buy me another memory card because there was, I think it was like with, uh, some, I can't remember what game, but like it was as the save file was like, eight gigs or something and I didn't have enough space so I had to keep repeating the same parts of the level over and over and over and the, like, which, leaving it on. Which uh, system? For the PS1. Oh, that, well, eight blocks. is probably... Yeah, yeah eight blocks, yeah. It had like 15 most, blocks Yeah, most games card. were like one or two blocks but there were like one or like, there were like a handful of games that were like five or ten blocks. Yeah. Was, what the fuck? Like, or like, I think there was one game that required like the whole memory card to save. Oh god, I don't remember like, what game that was, but yes. I didn't, yeah. And I was like, what the heck? I have to have a whole memory card just for this one game? <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, the first one I think I really remembered that was like, I knew it was coming, like I knew about the system, right? Yeah. It was a 64. And I remember getting it and there was only like two games. There was Mario and Pilot Wings, right? So like everybody had to get Mario and Pilot Wings. And right. I remember playing Five Ones. I had no idea what the heck that was. And I, I had Mario in and I was excited. And like, you know, I was so excited that I was running up the stairs and I dropped it and it went all the way back down the stairs. And still my, works. my brother was like, if that thing still works, uh, that's amazing. Cause it just went down like 20 stairs. Yeah, and, it, and back in the day, those games, those consoles, you know, were durable. He's like, dude, you just got this, and you already broke it, and I put it in, and it worked. He's like, wow. <laughs> and 
Uh, so, like, I'll never forget that, like, being so excited that I dropped the thing <laughs> on the stairs. I was like, okay. And I still had that thing for a long, 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 long time. Um, I think until my grandparents, uh, had to sell their house and my dad didn't, um, think about, oh, Sean might want this. And I think he sold it in the estate sale along with all my wrestling DVDs that I had collected over the years and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I still had that Lawn 60 horror for a long time. So like, it's crazy how, you know, the consoles back then still work. A lot of times the PS2s now, it's no way they'll still work with the PS3s because the, the, the laser would stop working or whatever. Yep. So yeah, I, I think that's the last, cause like I, I did get at one point the PS1 and the 64 at the same time, but I don't remember playing that PS1 that much. That was more of my sister's. Console. I remember so. when I got the X, I got the Xbox, the original Xbox, and I think the the game. I, this it wasn't like at launch, but it was pretty near launch. I think that thing yeah. like launched in like September, and I got mine like November, I think, or maybe like the next January or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember the launch, the game I got with it. It wasn't Halo. I got instead. I, I picked out willingly Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two X. Wow. I stand by that choice. <laughs> yeah. I got an Xbox because all that was the uh, we played Halo at summer parties all the time. So I eventually got a Halo thing. But my, I told my dad. I think my dad was like for my birthday, um, he got it for me. But I so sw- like I don't know why I had this dumb fight about th- at that time. You know, this is when you still had games come with the system. Yeah. So like the bundle was Halo with. Uh, NFL fever something, some year. Yeah. And I didn't, it was, there was one that came with like Halo and some other game and I can't remember what it was. And my dad was sitting there going, no, this is what I'm going to get you. This is what I'm going to get you. You like sports or anything. I was like, dad, I don't want that game. It's bad. Like, and I kept arguing with him and arguing with him and arguing with him. And he's like, but this is like, like this is uh this is cheaper or this is like more ex- actually this is like more expensive or whatever. And I was like, Dad, I don't care if it's I'm only getting this one game instead of two. I just want that. And yeah. we had an argument I think for twenty minutes. I didn't realize how stupid it was until like mu- how you know how much later you know years later. Um, but yeah, you know. Uh, but I was excited to have that that Xbox, and then you know didn't realize years later how. Many games I did, you know, that game, that system didn't have that many great games or whatever, but. Uh, I mean, still. I actually like the Xbox quite a bit. It doesn't, it just doesn't have like JRPGs, but it has right. a lot of everything else. Yeah, I mean, I love, I remember playing like, uh, Gen Empire a lot and, uh, Dead or Alive and Halo, of course. Um, so yeah, I mean, like a Ninja Gaiden was my game I played for over and over and over. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, um, that's kind of like, cause after that, um, except for the Dreamcast, uh, I remember my, my dad, Dreamcast just, we, was before that. yeah, like my Dreamcast, I know it, it was around launch. It wasn't at launch. We were at a Best Buy, I think. And he said yeah. it was around my birthday because my birthday is in November. He's like, eh, I, and I know you don't have this system. Do you want this? And I'm like, at the time I had no idea what the heck that was really. Right. And he just bought it and then. I had, I think, Sonic and like the NBA 2K and NFL 2K and, um, like, uh, think, uh, that was it. And I really enjoyed those games and I was like, wow, 
uh, this Dreamcast is great. And then, uh, Hydro Thunder came out and we played that forever. Like, so you didn't even realize how great the Dreamcast was until all of a sudden there was no more Dreamcast at all out of thin air. So you're the one of the people who got snowed in by Sonic Adventure, huh? Hey, why not? I, I remember playing the little, um, Chow. Uh, the, the Chow thing and taking that little thing with me. And it lasted so, an hour before it killed the battery life in the VMU. Exactly. <laughs> And it died, and I was like, what the heck? And then I, it took me a while to figure out I had to put it back in the controller for it to, like, charge. No, it didn't charge. I mean, yeah. once the batteries were gone, they were gone. There were, like, two, like, watch batteries, I think. But it, that thing sucked power, like, crazy. Yeah. I mean, most but, of the systems I got, I got, like, were, like, later. So, you know, they don't count. Like, I got, yeah, my, every, like, PS, I got my, like, PS3 in, like, 2012, 2013. Yep. <laughs> Same thing with me. And that, that, I only got that, really. I mean... I got the, like, the launch model, actually, from, like, a GameStop, and I only got that to play, like, Metal Gear Solid 4, and, like, Tokyo Jungle and Trash Panic, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, everything else I got later, like, the PS2, I got when Just Bring It came out, GameCube, I don't remember exactly when I got, that might have been close to launch, but I don't remember. Yeah. And, like, everything else I got because of some game that I really wanted came out and that's when I had, I would ask for it. It wasn't, I See, got I, the thing at launch. I, I know I've told this story, but it's, it's my favorite, my favorite ones is I had a friend, uh, this was like in high school. He bought Final Fantasy 10 on like launch day for that game. And that was like 2002, 2003, maybe, uh, 2000 or 2001, sorry. Or it came out in America. Yeah. Like late 2001, December. And he bought that game on launch day. He didn't own a PS2 at the time to play it. And his, his, his rationale was, well, I want to buy, he got like really into Final Fantasy seven and mm. like, because you know, that, that's like the game that most people got into Final Fantasy with. So, right. But he's like, Oh, I'm, I, it's my, it's, he was like, it's a tradition of mine to, to uh, buy Final Fantasies on launch days. And I was like, all right, that's an okay tradition, but a better tra- tradition is to own the console that played on first. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then he didn't own a PS2 for like a year after. Wow, so you just have the game sitting there, you like, can't yeah, play it. Yeah, I, I would like, I would make fun of him. I'm like, so, are you, so, how are you enjoying that that uh, instruction manual? Is it keeping your interest over the past year? <laughs> like, and like, there is some. I mean, if if you're gonna buy a game and like the next week you're gonna get the console, like that's fine. Right. Yeah. But when it passes the six month mark, that's a little that's a little more strange. <laughs> yeah, or you know, with the Nintendo strategy now. I guess if you want to buy those games and you don't own the console, but you know you're going to buy the console eventually, yeah, then sure. But well, that one, uh, that Fire Emblem game, I'm curious because I assume in that box you'll just get a download code. So, yeah, definitely. It's not a cartridge. It's the yeah. You get the Nintendo cartridge, right? That's not real. It's just, yeah, it's just like yeah. a replica or just like you know, a piece of a hunk of plastic. But it's like. I mean, I wouldn't expect that to work, but it'd be nice if they put it on a cart, like a, you know, a switch cart. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't think so, though, because they'd charge more than $6 at that point. Well, I mean, no, yeah, but like the whole, I mean, everything in that box probably isn't worth 50 bucks, let's be honest, so. Yeah, we'll see. I, I definitely, I mean, I hope that that means, uh, if it does well, they'll just release the other ones, just to, you know, to have, but. We'll see. I'm pretty sure Nintendo is not done with this limited release strategy, and I don't think it's only going to be Zelda. There'll be other things. I would not be surprised if now Metroid, the trilogy, if that ever comes out, that also sees that kind of treatment. 
now which really needs me to believe that they're going to do the same kind of job to the Metroid trilogy that they're doing to that they did the Mario. It's not going to be this like oh we we went through the whole remastering it and everything else. Right. Oh, it's going to be the three games like with yeah probably probably like better controls. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. But then that, that that's what they'll Prime do with trilogy. Skyward Sword too. Yeah, that Metroid Prime trilogy is kind of expensive. Like you know if you just want to buy it used, it's like eighty bucks. So. Well, Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Get that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so what are your memories of getting games around launch or when you first got that system? Uh, well, let us PS2, know. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, let us know with uh, W2Network at gmail.com. You can hit us up at W2MSean at Humanity Plague. Uh, you know, we'll be back uh, next week. Talking about more launch stuff. I'm sure there'll be more things released about the PS5 at that point. And yeah, we get closer and closer to the launch of the next generation. And until then, uh, hit subscribe if you like what you hear. You'll get every time we do a show, it'll show up in your, in your feed and it'll just appear there for you to download or stream however you like to listen and whatever app that you like to listen to. And well, until next time, we'll see you later, everybody.